0: I have been through this creative process up and down so many times and honestly I feel like it's just part of being a designer like you can't really avoid it. You know, if you are in the down phase, don't worry because the next phase is going up. So just stick around and hang in there.
1: Welcome to Design Life. A show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And my
0: name is Femke. Today in this episode, we want to talk about the roller coaster of the design process. So the ups, the downs, the in-betweens. I feel like as a creative, it's quite a roller coaster sometimes when you're finding your way through this design process. Some days you might be feeling really confident about your work, other days maybe not as much. And we want to shed a little bit of light on maybe how Charlie and I sort of pick ourselves up out of this situation when we're feeling down, or Share a bit of light on some situations where we've felt really good and really confident about our, our stage in the process. But before we jump in, Charlie, quick catch up. I know you are so busy right now with some workshops and conference talks and things like that coming up. How are you going preparing all the things? Is it a bit stressful or do you feel like you have it under control?
1: I don't think I have it under control. It is a bit stressful, to be honest. We did a traffic light rating system in our marketing meeting, like within our team yesterday at work where it's like red means life feels hectic and like you don't have control and like things are not good yellow is things are like you know a bit stressful but you're hanging in there and green is everything is great and I was like I am so in the red right now (laughs) but I think the end of this week we'll see the end of that so I'm really looking forward to it I'm just like trying to power through and will sleep a lot this weekend, basically. Yeah, print deadline coming up at work. I've got a sponsored video deadline to meet. And I've also got, yeah, to get this workshop finished to get into the conference on time. So it's kind of like a perfect storm of deadlines all converging at the moment, but yeah. So I, I I guess a good thing is that I don't feel like I'm in the like downstage of the creative process at the moment that we're gonna talk about because then I feel like things would just be, yeah, not good at all. But anyway, we'll get more into that later. How's things going with you? Hopefully a little bit less stressful than with me.
0: Yeah, I I think I can't claim my life to be as stressful as yours is right now in this moment. Not that it's a competition. (laughs) No, it sounds like you have a lot of things going on. I am definitely a bit more on the chill side of things.
1: Good. That's good.
0: I am currently confirming a couple of conferences that I might be speaking at later on in the year. So that's potentially exciting things.
1: Okay. Wait, question on this. Yes. Did you reach out to them and like pitch a certain talk?
0: No, I did not.
1: Ooh, they reached out to you. How, yes. how
0: cool. How professional.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, Finn. Well done.
0: Yeah. Thanks. It's, it's pretty cool. They are ironically both in London, which is kind of funny.
1: Excellent. So we'll be getting to hang out then. <laughs>
0: Probably. We'll see how that goes. Uh, so I have that kind of going on in the background. And I'm also in sort of like a in between phase at work with projects, like I'm wrapping up one project and starting a new one. And so it's kind of weird being in this like moment where people are sort of coming to me about the past project that I've just finished and like asking questions about it or need a bit of help or whatever. And then also people are coming to me like, asking for updates on like how it's going on the new project. And then in the middle of that, I have other things going on. Uh, like we have some new team members starting pretty soon. So we're all kind of trying to prepare for that. And yeah, it's just kind of like an up and down phase right now in, in my life at work with projects ending and projects starting. So it's kind of topsy-turvy at the moment, I'd say.
1: Yeah, that crossover period is always interesting, right? Because you've had your brain in one project, like headspace for so long. So now you've got a to- like ramp to something else, but also still be thinking about that other one because it's not completely done yet. Yeah. It's always an interesting time.
0: You know, also like when you have those weeks where you're doing lots of little tasks and then you don't really feel like you're getting anything done. Like you don't feel super productive. You're not like making progress on any kind of project, but you just have lots of little small tasks that you're doing. I'm kind of in that right now where it feels like, oh, I feel like I'm behind and not making much progress, but really I am. It's just lots of small little things that, you know, don't really make a big difference in the scheme of things, but still need to be done.
1: Yeah, for sure. And those are the things that when you've got your head down on a project, you can't really pay attention to, or like it's harder to stop and break for those little things.
0: Yes, exactly. So I'm kind of using this period to get all of those little things done that have been sitting in my inbox for way too long.
1: Very smart, very smart. So it sounds like you're not really, if it's just little things, I don't know. Do you feel like you're in the middle of the creative process with a project at the moment and could tell us kind of what stage you're in?
0: So, right now, I'm more of at the beginning of a project right now. I'm at the stage where I am drawing wireframes on my iPad, basically, like very, very early stage where I'm sketching and roughing out some concepts and some ideas and I'm planning actually today to share that with one of the designers on my team to talk a little bit through where I'm at and what I'm kind of thinking and from there move more to like digital proper wireframes uh, in Figma to kind of solidify the idea a bit more.
1: So what about like where you're at in the creative process, like in terms of this roller coaster? So I have this this poster next to me of the creative process that I think we've talked about on the show before that might have sparked the idea for this episode topic. And let me just read out. That's like the six stages of the creative process. The first one is this is awesome. So it's when things are like, you know, going really well with something. Then, oh, this is tricky when you like hit a snag or something or, you know, you run out of your first round of ideas and you've got to think a bit harder to come up with the next ones, perhaps. Stage three is, oh, this is shit. (laughs) When you start to get really down about things and it's just not working out how you hoped. And then stage four is, I am shit. When you start to really take on this burden personally and feel like you're a bad designer because you can't push past this problem or something. Then stage five is when things start to go up again, and it's, oh, this might be okay. You know, maybe you start cracking through the problem and and working through it. And then stage six is, this is awesome, again. So it's when you come out of that low, low bit and come back up to the top. So I like to have this next to me because it's a good reminder to check in on, on where I'm at. Especially when I'm standing in front of my computer and thinking like, oh my God, why can't I do this? Like, this should be so easy. Why, why have I not figured out the solution? Why is this looking wrong? And I'm like, it's okay. I'm just in this stage. I'm gonna push through it. We just gotta like wait and see when we get there. So what what about that scale? like? of thinking about the creative process where do you think you are right now
0: okay first of all I need that poster on my desk (laughs) because it's so relevant and I feel like this this is so true I go through basically that process with every project right where you have like the high and you're like so excited and everything's amazing and there's like endless possibilities and then you have like this big low point and then you're back on the high again so yeah this rings so true I think for me right now I'm probably at stage two where I'm like, oh, this is a bit tricky uh, because like for this project that I'm working on, we've kind of had the initial kickoff where we're like, oh wow, like let's just, you know, think wild and free and not restrict ourselves to any boundaries and like, you know, what could be the North star of this project, all the cool things we could do. And, you know, that's a really exciting time when you're right at the beginning and sort of anything feels possible. And then now I'm in the stage where I'm taking all of those wild and crazy ideas and trying to create something that is a bit more realistic and a bit more like, okay, like we've got all these cool, crazy ideas, but what can we actually do or what actually makes sense to do? And that is the tricky part for me that I'm in right now is like making cuts or saying no to some of the crazy ideas uh, and trying to create a more realistic, solidified design I guess that's something that we we could maybe potentially actually build that is more feasible
1: yeah that makes sense I think I'm in the this might be okay stage five at the moment where I've just come out of like a oh what am I even doing like I'm putting all this work and it doesn't even look good coming out of that and then into okay no thing this is gonna be all right this is kind of cool like people are liking it I've just gotta get out of my head a bit yeah so I think I'm I'm on the up which is nice <laughs> yeah I feel like I,
0: I always go through this period of sort of self-doubt in a project oh my gosh totally yeah that's always like the low point I think for me is where you have put so much work and so much effort into it like you know could potentially be months of work and suddenly you start questioning everything you've done you like questioning every decision you've made and like oh we've gotten this far but is this actually the right decision or is this actually the right way to go and you start rethinking over all the work you've done and then like new ideas I often have that where I'm like three quarters of the way through and then I suddenly get a new idea like something starts creeping in and I'm like well what if we tried it that way like why haven't we thought of that before we've spent the last three months doing you know, version A, like, why don't we try this version B? Uh, And I actually had that on the last big project I did. And we ended up going with the new idea, even though we were so far deep and so far into it already. And so, yeah, I guess like sometimes it can be a good thing. Other times it can be a bad thing. But yeah, I definitely have these periods of self-doubt where I'm questioning like all my design decisions.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think this is really important to talk about because... Maybe only in the last few years, I've realized that this is a regular part of the creative process, unfortunately, and it's something that every designer, no matter how experienced they are, will go through at some point. Like, it might not happen with every project. You might have a project where it just stays in the this is awesome phase the whole time, you know? But I think that's rare, to be honest. And just because you're having these moments of self-doubt doesn't mean that you're not a good designer or you know a good creative, whatever it is that you do. It is just a thing that we all go through and even though you might see these big fancy designers people you look up to your mentors or whatever they might seem like they have it together all the time but i can guarantee you that they will have stages in their projects where they just feel like nothing's going right and i don't know they feel like they don't know what they're doing either like it's it's just something that happens to all of us
0: so what then do you do when you're in that situation, when you're feeling like maybe your stage, I don't know, was it stage five where you're like, this is shit?
1: Yeah, the stage three and four where, you know, you're the project you feel like is shit and then you feel like you're shit because of it.
0: Okay, yeah, that stage. What do you do when you're in that stage? I, I tend to, like, have a, like, private little freak out uh, and see if I can pull myself out of it because I don't want to admit that, like, I need help, or that I'm self doubting, or that I'm not sure. And so I try to get out of it myself first. What do you do when you're in that?
1: Yeah, that what you just said there, private little freak out, rings true for me for sure. Like when I realize that, that I'm in this stage, and like it's a, it almost sometimes feels like a sudden realization, especially when you've been through the this is awesome stage and you're feeling like your work is going pretty well. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what was I thinking? This is terrible. Well, you know, how could I ever think this was good work? And, you know, it just spirals. I'm really good at spiraling and like wallowing and moping when I get to this phase. And what pulls me out of it often is talking to people about it, sharing my work for feedback. I think that's what helped me pull out of this phase in the book that I'm currently working on is sharing it and just seeing other people's reactions. Like they love it. And they're very, being very positive about it. And I know they're not just saying that because, you know, lying would have no benefit to them. It would make the project worse if they, you know, said something was good when it wasn't. And so that made me feel a lot better about it and gave me a bit of a reality check because sometimes our minds aren't very kind to us, you know, and they will tell us things that are maybe not true or they'll like focus in on the negatives when, you know, it can be hard to see the positives. So talking to other people can help bring those more positive things to light and light, I mean, and and help pull you out of it, I find.
0: Yeah, I always try and like figure it out on my own first. And if I'm if I'm still not feeling super confident, then I will like maybe I'll go to a trusted team member or I will go to my project manager or something. And often what we do is like we try and take a big step back and like kind of in a way, go back to the beginning, like where did we start and how did we get here? And what are the, like, what's the problem we're trying to solve or the goals that we're trying to achieve and then assess like where we are and sort of cross check, like, okay, is that still what we're doing? Are we still achieving these goals we want to achieve and kind of take that step back? And I usually find that pretty helpful and a good way to kind of instill my confidence that like Oh yes, okay, this this is the best solution. And sometimes new ideas do come out of that discussion. I have one teammate in particular that's really good at sort of thinking outside of the box. Like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of us tend to like really grasp onto a particular design for example like once we've got it like oh yes this is the one like you just know kind of intuitively sometimes right like yes this is the one this is the idea and I have a team member who's really good at like acknowledging like yeah like this is really great but let's like what if we put that aside and push it further and sort of think a bit more unconventionally and so I always appreciate that insight as well of like you know Maybe let's try putting it aside and w- what else could it potentially look like? Or where else could this potentially go? And thinking beyond just like the the scope and the box that you're kind of confined to. That's
1: really cool. What a great skill to have. I wish I had that skill.
0: Yeah, I do too. I, I really try like, because I often, you know, once you come up with what you think is the idea, I, I tend to cling on to it, right? I'm like, yes, this is the one. But if you can keep pushing yourself beyond that, I think that is a really useful skill, right? Because you might potentially discover something that you obviously hadn't thought of before or might be a completely new way of doing something that could actually be better in some way. Totally. Yeah, it's always fun to kind of get into that space.
1: I think you have to be careful with this though because you could end up in a situation, and I sometimes find myself like veering on this, where you, as the saying goes, throw the baby out with the bathwater and you get into this low point and- you think, oh, no, this is not working. I need to start from scratch. I need to scrap it. I need to try something else. I can waste hours going down a different track, like, because I panic, really. And I'm like, this isn't working quick. I need to, like, think of something else. And that is just not a mental space to be in to come up with creative ideas. So anything new that I'm trying in that phase, eh, to be honest, isn't going to be great because I'm not, like, in the right space for for thinking creatively. And so I can, yeah, go down this different path of, like, Forcing myself to try something new and it's uh, just like gets me more frustrated because obviously the new thing isn't going well either because I'm not in the right headspace. And sometimes that can have the effect of convincing myself that, okay, now I was going in the right direction because this other idea I had is obviously terrible. Right, right. (laughs) It can waste a lot of time too. So yeah, that's something to warn against when you're in this phase is to try and be rational and not panic. about about your design and not make rash decisions or like, you know, start deleting files or anything like that. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah. (laughs) How does this sort of
0: differ for you depending on like the pressure? Like if a project is, I don't know, maybe there's like a really tight deadline or it's really big or something and there's a lot of pressure versus a project where maybe you have a bit more time a bit more creative freedom like do, is there any difference there depending on sort of the pressure on the project
1: yeah for sure there is a huge difference for me I think pressure on the project can make it easier for me to sink into the lower like part of this roller coaster of the creative process because I feel like I'm being like Hurtling along at like breakneck speed just to like keep going with that reference. <laughs> and so maybe it's just that I reach that stage quicker. I don't know. But yeah, it, it does feel like pressure on the project helps, you know, get into that bad headspace and, and feeling like I can't do things right when I don't feel like I'm working fast enough or something. I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to maintain like a level head and, you know, cool demeanor about it what about you because you're you're pretty like cool as a cucumber person oh (laughs) pretty calm Mm. yeah I think
0: I'm pretty much I'm pretty similar I think like the recent project that I just did I think we spent maybe eight or nine months like on the design process for that like it was quite a long project and there was also a lot of like it it had a big impact you know there was a lot at stake kind of thing and so that sort of external pressure or that responsibility that you feel can yeah definitely cause those moments of self-doubt but now the project I'm working on is a bit more relaxed like it's more of a fun creative project where like it's it's not yet been guaranteed that we're going to build it. Like we don't have engineers you know, assigned to the project yet. It's more of like an exploratory phase with my project manager of like, what could this look like if, if we decided that we actually wanted to build this and do a proper design process? So that way, like there's a bit more relaxed creative freedom. And so I don't feel as much of the sort of design process roller coaster in this current project.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's not pressure, like what you were just saying, then made me think it's not just deadline and time pressure that can increase this chance of you know sinking to the self-doubt phase, but it's the impact of the project as well. So when so- when something is going to affect so many people and like you know is going to have so many engineers' time working on it, obviously you're going to feel a lot more stressed about it than you would if it's just a, a like a fun exploratory thing. So yeah, that makes sense.
0: And at a place like Uber, where numbers are thrown around in hundreds of millions, uh, it yep. <laughs> can create a lot of pressure. And, like, I always feel, like, this extra responsibility because what I'm designing can is going to be rolled out to, like, basically millions of people and have million-dollar effect, multi-million-dollar effects, basically. And so that also adds a little bit to my, uh, uh, you know, Just a little. <laughs> pressure of, like, feeling like I really need to get it right.
1: <laughs> so what do you do then to... Stop yourself from second guessing your design decisions and and things like that, knowing that you've got this hanging over your head and like, not to like be negative, but like any mistake really, or like error would mean lost millions for the business in a way. Um, Not that it would probably get through to that phase because someone would catch it before then or whatever, but you know, how do you stop yourself from second guessing things that you're doing because I find like I feel like I would have that problem if I was in your situation
0: yeah so I mean we have regular design reviews as a design team first of all so like if I'm doubting something and want to get some feedback or get some grounding, I can share it with my team in that design review, which is really nice. I also have some one-on-ones with senior designers on my team. So it's more of like a focus session where I can go in and get their sort of personal advice and get their opinion. And we can sort of walk through the project together at a bit more, you know, one-on-one kind of pace, which also really helps. Uh, And then, you know, we have project managers that kind of oversee these projects and kind of, you know, organize everything I don't know everything a project manager does it's still kind of mystery to me but they're very very organized people uh, and they kind of manage all the project and how things are going and so my project manager she uh, often keeps me on my toes and like will check how things are going and remind me of things that you know we need to keep in mind and things like that so that also kind of helps while I'm working through it to have someone reminding me of like the requirements or the scope or whatever whatever
1: Yeah, just like keeping you in check, right? And keeping you focused on the right things.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, And that's the thing too, is focused on the right things. Because I feel like, you know, as designers, we can easily get caught up in things that maybe aren't the best thing to focus our time and energy on. Like I can get really caught up in like small details uh, and, and sometimes small details are important, but maybe not at that particular part of the process, right? That's the thing is like if I'm in the really early stages and, you know, I have to kind of remind myself to be rough and like, it's okay that it doesn't look perfect. And it's just about getting the ideas out. Uh, so there's, there's a time and place, I think, for different things in the process. And so sometimes I need to kind of be reminded of that.
1: Yeah, that external, like, voice, an external, someone, you know, point of view, that's what I'm looking for, (laughs) is really helpful for stopping spiraling, in my case, for spiraling down into this, like, self-doubt phase. I actually just remembered a time, I think it was last week, that I went through this and started second-guessing everything about the design, like, layout that I'd created for this book, and was like, oh my gosh, have I done it wrong? Like, should we? Should it be bigger? Like, should the the book physically change size? Like in, in all of this, like should I be doing two column layout instead of one? And like all of this. And uh, my team were absolutely lovely and were like replying in Slack and like having a conversation with me about it basically. So I wasn't just like going through this in my own head. I was able to talk out loud to them first via typing in Slack, and then we actually hopped on a call because we're like, let's discuss this. Uh, We were also concerned that the book was going to be too thick, like physically too big because we've got so many stories in it. And so, yeah, we we got on video call, three of us, and we're like holding up books, and we're like, this is a book that's about 300 pages long. It doesn't feel too big to me, so maybe ours would be (laughs) like
0: Must be so hard to do that remotely. Like
1: I don't find it hard, to be honest, because everyone's available for a video call. You know, you just jump on and and talk to each other which is nice but it it was really nice to not be going through it alone basically to like not be spiraling and like having this mini freak out by myself and feeling like I had to solve all the world's problems right then like there was other people to bounce ideas off of and it really helped like To be honest, what I ended up with was keeping doing exactly what I was doing before. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) And so we had this like hours of discussion and like, should we change the book size and me folding up bits of paper to like see what different sizes would be and, you know, comparing them to a MacBook for scale, etc.
0: Amazing.
1: A whole whole lot of hours that we then ended up on the same track. But sometimes that needs to happen just to convince yourself that you are on the right path, you know, and to pull yourself out of that phase. like basically go through every decision that you're making and convince yourself that it's the right one so that you can move on and focus on more important things.
0: What about uh, people listening who maybe don't have a team that they are close with or work closely with that they can sort of rely on to get this uh, feedback? Any sort of advice for those people? Because I feel like I get the the sense that we have some people who listen that maybe don't have a team that they can bounce ideas off or are the only designer or things like that. And so I imagine that that can be quite hard if you're sort of working more in a silo and not having this supportive team around you to sort of convince you and encourage you to keep going. Any thoughts?
1: Yeah, that's tough. And my response to this is kind of, well, if no one else in the company cares about this project, then why are you working on it? Like someone must have wanted you to work on it, right? For it to be a project that you're on. So they must care about it. So if you're having a problem with it and need to talk through something or get someone's thoughts, they should be making time for that, right? doesn't matter if they're a designer or not. Like, you know, whoever is the stakeholder in the project, whoever is the person who has the final sign-off should be there to give you feedback throughout. I think anyway, that's how it should work. Otherwise, why are they making you work on it? But I can understand that, Sometimes you do actually need to talk to another designer or like someone who gets the creative process more, you know, especially if you don't wanna, I don't know, maybe you work at a a big company and the stakeholder is like, maybe the CEO or something, and you don't wanna go to the CEO and say, hey, I feel like I'm shit at my job. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me something encouraging. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're just not in a situation where you can do that. Like I get that not every workplace is like ConvertKit where the COO will hop on a video call and talk about book thickness with you. <laughs> right. Exactly. But in that case, I would say is why you need to build a network of peers and, and people like either either friends that you can meet up with in person or just people online like a bunch of people in our community, uh, a few of them have started a little mastermind group where they can ask each other you know, for feedback and things like that. And we've also got always got people posting in our feedback channel in our community. Like that's a really good place to go and yeah, get thoughts from other creatives and people who will get it and understand your situation and not judge you for being in this low point as well. I actually did this with this book design as well as I felt like I wanted a designer's opinion on it and the designers at work obviously are busy with their own projects. I shared my PDF in our feedback channel in our community and Nancy, shout out to Nancy, sent me a PDF back with a bunch of notes on it of the typography and like all these little details. And I'm just like, so grateful that she took the time. Oh, that's so nice. And people, people are kind like that. People will help you out when you're in in a situation and you just need that feedback. Like maybe she could tell that <laughs> I was in that low point and really needed it. I don't know. But yeah, look, look, look outside of your team if you feel like you're not getting it from your team is my very long-winded feedback to your question, fam. What, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's great. I also want to add like if you're working at a company where you maybe cannot share work outside of the company. Oh, yes, good point. That becomes a bit hard. Like I'm totally for like reaching out to peers and design community. I think that's awesome. Sometimes we can't always do that if the work is you know confidential or whatever. And so in that case, I, I want to mention that like, there's still valuable feedback to be had from people who aren't designers. So you might not have a design team internally that you can rely on to get feedback or bounce ideas off, but there's probably other people close around you that might be able to help. You know, I have regular design reviews with engineers and They're not designers, obviously, uh, but it's still really valuable to get their feedback because they're eventually going to be building what I'm working on. And so they can kind of speak towards like the technicality of the project and what's possible. And that's also really helpful feedback to get as a designer or maybe there is people in marketing or something that might be able to help you if you're working on a web-based project. Uh, they can give feedback from a marketing perspective. So, you know, there there must be someone uh, around that is probably more than willing to have this conversation with you. And so, yeah, I just want to say that, like, feedback, valuable feedback doesn't only come from designers. So, keep your eyes open and see if there's other people within your company that you could reach out to, to have this conversation with.
1: Yeah, I think that's great advice. We had Augustina share that she was in this situation in our community when we asked about this, of that you were talking about being siloed and like not having anyone to give feedback and feeling like she's getting details wrong because of it. And I want to read out the advice that Brian responded to her with, because I think it's really good. He said, the biggest advice I can have can give you is to share frequently and share often. When you lock yourself in a silo, you subconsciously lock yourself into a design, which is what you were talking about before, Fem, and become married to it. Then when you do review with others, any insight becomes interpreted as negative instead of guidance on how you can improve it. Because you're like so attached to this little thing.
0: It's your baby.
1: Yes, exactly. And you've been like, just it's just been you and this design for... However long. Months. (laughs) Yeah. And so when someone comes in and critiques it, it can feel like, what? No, I spent so long on this. And like, I've decided, yeah, that's when critique can turn negative if you don't share often enough and aren't getting that constant, like, feedback loop, basically.
0: Yeah. so Share early, I think, right, is like the takeaway of that. I don't know if you ever had this, Charlie, but I sort of felt like in the beginning that I I was too afraid to share my work early on because- I mean, frankly, it didn't look good. Like it's just early ideas and wireframes and concepts. And I was like, no, I want to save the reviews for when it looks pretty and like nicely designed. And then it makes me look good. But that's way too late, I think, to sort of do your first round of feedback. Like start sharing early, share often, share the stuff that you feel looks really shit. uh, But there still could be a good idea behind it. You know, I think that would be my biggest advice for this is to not hold back too much because otherwise like Brian said, you do become really attached and it is your baby and any feedback kind of becomes this like criticism and you feel really defensive and that can be really, really tricky to move past that if you're already that attached.
1: Yeah. I think that that's perhaps the only downside I can think of, of being in the, this is awesome stage of the creative process is that it can make you less receptive to feedback. If you're feeling like this is going great, I'm doing awesome, you know. And then someone can say something, point something out to you that maybe you didn't notice or and you're like, oh wow, whoops, I'm not as good as I thought, obviously. And it could send you into that like low point of the cycle. So yeah, I think that being aware of where you are in the creative process when you're getting, like asking for and receiving feedback is really important because wherever you are in that process will have an impact on on how you take that feedback on.
0: Awesome. I I don't know if I have much to share about this. Like, I mean, I have been through this creative process up and down so many times and honestly I feel like it's just part of being a designer. Like you can't really avoid it. You know, if you are in the down phase, don't worry because the next phase is going up. So just stick stick around and hang in there. And I know it can be really hard and you're self doubting and feeling really shit about, you know, your ideas and maybe you're second guessing everything, but I promise there's light at the end of the tunnel, right? You will come through it. And also like, don't be afraid to reach out to the people around you, right? To get feedback or a bit of handholding, a bit of advice is always a nice way to kind of get pulled out of that, you know, ditch that you might be in.
1: Yeah, totally. That's the thing. That's basically the whole point of this episode is that we all go through this and you are not a bad designer if, if you feel like, you know, you're in a stage where nothing's working out for you doesn't mean you've made the wrong career choice or that you're never gonna be able to design something good again. It's just a, a phase, really. It's just a phase you're going through. And unfortunately, there's no formula for how long it lasts or exactly how to get out of it. But like you said, from talking to people can really help, I find. Like with most things, really. So yeah, don't be afraid to do that. We're all humans, I think, is the thing to remember as well. Like we're not this design producing robot who has no external feelings or whatever of their own. And so sometimes things you're going through just like in your own life or your own moods or whatever can affect where you are in this process too, I think. And so, yeah, be aware of that and everyone around you is also human, you know, hopefully if when, you know, maybe if someone's listening to this in the future, maybe that's changed, I don't know. But everyone has their own own stuff that they go through. And so people will understand if you just need to talk through like a difficult phase in your project. This was a good chat, I think, Fem. I feel like it's helped me move maybe into the more this is awesome phase of creative process just from talking to you about it.
0: Oh, good. (laughs) Well, I'm glad I can be of help to you.
1: (laughs) Very, very good. Where can people go to find more episodes of this podcast?
0: You can go to designlife.fm. That's our website or open any podcast app you use and search for Design Life and you will find all of our previous episodes.
1: There are a lot of them by now, too. This is like episode 126 or something? Yeah. Wow. I can't believe it. If you are interested in joining the community that I mentioned earlier as well, that you can do that at designlife.fm slash community. It's a very small monthly subscription. And yeah, it gives you access to a lot of really great people. We've... I'm quite proud of the, the group that we've we've got in there. They're all they're all wonderful and they all give good advice. They'll all give you feedback on your work if you need it. So that can be a resource to reach out to.
0: Cool. And if you feel inclined to leave us a podcast review, we really appreciate it. And we read each and every single one. So you know where to leave that and we will check it out.
1: Sounds good. All right, then. Good chat. Have a good week. See ya. Bye. Bye.